This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Hello, it's Wednesday the 8th of November. I'm Miranda Sawyer and I'm waiting for a VAR decision on, well, everything really. Welcome back to Paper Cuts, the modern newspaper review, where we give the UK press a full daily workout. Laugh when the Telegraph can't get out from under its Brexit barbell. Gasp as the mail uses Megan as a punch bag. And worry a bit when the star puts a bedbug on protein smoothies and a treadmill just for the headline larks. We're out every day from Monday to Friday for your maximum weekday fun times. And if you'd like a paper cutsy weekend too, then why not become a supporter so you can get the chance to own your very own paper cuts mug for coffee or a highly common Aperol spritz. Now, here are the headlines for today's show. Law and border. <laughs> the King's speech was dull, but what laws have changed? Class four. The Times has the inside info on posh sex parties. And get your socks off, honey. The Guardian is so over ankle warmers. Welcome to Paper Cuts. We read the papers so you don't have to. Thanks for joining us on Paper Cuts, where we keep fit by stomping on the faces of our enemies. <laughs> You've been reading 1984 again. <laughs> Sorry, it just came out. <laughs> I'm Miranda Sawyer, and with me on the show today is podcasting managing editor Jacob Jarvis. Hello, Josh. Hi, Miranda. And also with us is writer of anything Philomena Kunk, Jason Hazley. Hello, Jason. Greetings, Earthling. <laughs> so what do we have on the front pages today? Jarv, what have you got? So we've got a picture here of King Charles on the front of the eye alongside the line King Starts Election Countdown and then also a mention of Suella Braverman with a Braverman split with number 10 on tense as Tories accuse her of leadership bid, which is not that much of a surprise. The Daily Telegraph has Hamas terrorists last stand at hospital. They're saying terrorists plant booby traps in nurseries as they scramble to halt Israelis. Uh, we then have on The Guardian a mention of Defiant Met Chief Rejects Minister's Calls to Ban Pro-Palestinian March is their main story there. On The Times, Gulp, British women are the world's biggest binge drinkers. There's also a big picture of Charles and Camilla. And again, they mention police resisting calls to ban the march this weekend. Mm-hmm. OK, Jason, what do you have? So... The Daily Mail um, has a large strap across the top. Um, Sarah Vine, who is uh, no stranger to self-importance. Um, <laughs> my message to the ignorant snowflakes who desecrate Poppy Day and glorify Hamas. So that's tick, tick, tick. Yeah, done that. Um, and the main headline on the front page is, pray they don't end up with a riot at the Cenotaph. So on your, on your knees, Christians. Um, there's also a lovely picture of the Meghan Markle of Devon, um, which is interesting. So that's is the, this is like jury service now? Do we, does everyone get to be a Meghan Markle? Of, <laughs> no, of only if you're American area? and pretty. Uh, OK, We're right. Out. That's what that one is, yes. Um, on the sun, PM plots vape tax. But their big story, exclusive, back after 11 years, girls again. Girls Aloud are making a comeback. That's quite good. 
I yes. have to say, sorry, that's some good news. <laughs> it, it, yeah, <laughs> that's today's good news. Get that out of the way. Um, front page of the mirror, as well as having a picture of the king and queen with, was that it? <laughs> Tories, damp, squib, <laughs> king's speech. There is the headline, oops, Britney's sister to tell all in jungle. And I was looking at that headline and thinking, if I read that to my grandmother, she'd think she'd had a stroke. Yeah, it's quite odd. Because there's so, quite a lot. You need to know a lot to understand that one, don't you? Yeah. And the Daily Star, hurrah for the Daily Star. Um, Carrots turned me into Oompa Loompa. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is like an old wise tale, isn't it? This is amazing. This is a vegetarian girl whose 10-a-day habit gives her what they describe as an all-year Oompa Loompa glow. But let's have a look at her. And she isn't that orange. No, I mean, let's isn't. face it, she's just normal looking. No, she isn't. There is, a, there is a photo of her on page five of the star here. Her name is Dina Rendell. There's a photo of her holding up a carrot and then there's a little inset photo of some of her fingers. And the caption reads, Dina with her favourite snack and inset her orange hand. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just not that orange. But it's not orange. <laughs> she's not orange. It's a lie. Now, most of the papers are covering the King's speech and the opening of Parliament where King Charles yesterday had to get dressed up in his bestest crown and cape and sit on a throne in the House of Lords. There he got to call the government, my government. I've got a government now. I've got a government. <laughs> and announce a whole load of new legislation that he either didn't agree with or probably thought was a bit boring. Jarvis, we did cover a bit of what was in the speech yesterday, like tougher sentencing laws and football regulators and things like that. Um, what is in there that is interesting? Well, the more interesting thing, I suppose, is what's all been missed out, to be honest, because <laughs> there realistically isn't very much... So in the eye, they've got a good roundup of policies that weren't mentioned. So reforming the NHS was not really touched upon, which I think most people would say, you know, quite a big thing to do. Also, you know, you remember the by-elections and how Ulez and 20 emission zones and apparently cars and motorists were the most important thing in the entire world. Didn't do anything Nothing. to do with that <laughs> either. So didn't ban any of that. Uh, there also wasn't modern slavery legislation there. As well, Suella Bravman, she was kicking off about homeless people having tents. Didn't put that in either. And also not banning LGBT conversion therapy. Not there. AI legislation too. So, you know, he had this love in with Elon Musk. Wasn't really anything then on AI, despite having spoke about that as a kind of ex existential threat yeah, it's also world. weird. He just did the whole AI summit and the USA literally announced laws and the EU were like, yeah, we're four years down the line. And we're just like, yeah, it's just an idea. We won't bother. It's almost as if Rishi Sunak is more pitching himself for a job after Parliament exactly. than doing the job that he's he's doing now. So then in things that were within it, there was a, an offshore petroleum licensing bill, which is a government intending to strengthen the United Kingdom's energy security and reduce reliance on volatile international energy markets and hostile foreign regimes. I'm just regimes. dying. I'm just dying of boredom now. Yeah, exactly. It's, you know, that <laughs> is all, it's all basically that what he's doing, he's not putting very much in. And the point, so Raf Bear makes it in the, in the Guardian, it seems really the point is that he wants there to be space for, for campaigning. The eye has quite a big piece here saying that parliamentary agenda to allow Tory MPs more time to campaign. So he just wants to cling on to power for the sake of it. He's not doing anything really very much with oh, the power he's got. And he clearly wants the, the time and space to desperately try. And you know, he's, he's 
shown himself to be not very good at campaigning and very good at pissing everyone within his party off and everyone else. So this is a bit of a, a build to go, I won't annoy you too much and can we focus on trying to just trying to win or at least not be too embarrassed when so the he's basically comes making buying himself from time that's so yeah. weird isn't it he's um, not really equipping his party with the tools to win <laughs> is he really no. no there's not even house building there's nothing there's no. absolutely nothing no. you know are... what this is this is like you know when you're looking forward to pudding and you think oh great am I going to get crumble and custard or something yeah. and mum says there's fruit in the bowl and yogurt in the fridge <laughs> That's what, exactly. the, that's what this king's speech is. It's that. Yeah, it's, yeah. Well, it's barely even jam tomorrow. It's like, <laughs> he's not got that long left, but he could have pretended, yeah, I it's, suppose. It's butter one day, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, there are some weird bits, Jason, that seem to have got through the general kind of lots, not do very much vibe, though. There's a weird one about automated vehicles and driverless Yeah, well, cars. this is interesting because, uh, in, because rather, instead of showing his love for motorists, he's showing his love for people who are in cars without being motorists, <laughs> who will now be let off if the car that they're not driving crashes. So the car that you're in that's being driven, if it causes a fatal crash, you won't be prosecuted. No. So, like, this is, like, fine. Fine. Who asked for driverless cars? I don't remember anybody asking for driverless cars. Yeah. I also think they sound quite scary. I know when you're speaking to Elon Musk, they spoke about getting sort of humanoid robots which could have their own autonomy. But I don't like the idea of there being loads of cars around no. with their own autonomy. I know I could kind of climb up the stairs away from them, but I don't want to be... Getting Absolutely ran over not. by evil T2 style cars. At the no, same if time. it's Herbie. From Herbie Goes yeah, Bananas, I'm nice. happy with that's fine. Or that's Brum. absolutely fine. Yeah, <laughs> Herbie was nice, wasn't he? He was a lovely guy. <laughs> yeah, but there's other things that have got through. There. So vaping is going to be taxed, mm. um, and according to the Mirror, ministers are considering prohibiting the sale of disposable vapes, which is nuts. Just make them, just prohibit them now. Yeah, I know. I don't understand that. It's, it's, it, what it feels like is a little bit to do with the smoking lobby. So they're going to they're going to phase out smoking. So they feel like oh, we just have to kind of be nice to the vape, the vapes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just but, like, just ban the vapes, the rubbish. disposable vapes are like, this is just landfill, for heaven's sake. There's no yeah. excuse for having more of this. Um, this. The phasing out smoking thing is bizarre, isn't it? Because it yeah. means that effectively people who are now 14 will never legally be able to buy cigarettes. But this does throw forward to the prospect of people in their 40s going into news agents and having to prove that they're 41, <laughs> not 40, you know, exactly. in order to be able to buy some cigarettes. It's such a so strange funny. prospect. There's a lot of stuff that's been banned, isn't there? Mm. Loads of stuff that's been banned. Um, things that have been banned are templates for 3D firearms. Do we detect the thumbprints of tech-obsessed Sunak in here? 3D yeah. firearms being banned. <laughs> sim farms? Yeah. What the fuck is a sim farm? Okay, I've written it down. Okay. <laughs> so a sim farm is basically a device that can be loaded up with loads and loads, hundreds of sim cards, right? And then you use them to send out loads of text, like dodgy fraud text to right, everybody's okay. mum. And that's that's so that's now banned. The Sims farms are banned. Um, they're also banning devices that override locking system on cars. This is all stuff that I was only vaguely aware of <laughs> that is now kind of banned. Um, uh, pill presses for drug making. Um, and then, this is quite a biggie, I do think, possession of laughing gas from yes. today. No more. No more balloons. No more. It's this now a Class C drug, and repeat offenders can get up to two years in jail. Two years in jail, there's going to be room for it's them, isn't there? nuts, isn't it? Yeah, well, what was it? A couple of weeks ago, there were 144 places left in prisons in the UK or something. Great, let's put some people who are, who are high on laughing gas into that. Yeah, put yeah. that in there. Yeah, exactly. So, yes. It's bad. nuts. 
Um, some of the papers have used the King's Speech to do a kind of bit of royal watching, haven't they? And the Telegraph is a bit on the fact that Camilla is actually wearing her coronation gown. I hope you noticed this, boys. Okay, so what she's this is recycling a the same thing. gown. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh. Cost of living crisis. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she has to. Oh, poor. Poor woman having to wear that twice. I know. What a nightmare. Neither of them look very happy, do they? They really don't. They no. really, but then, really Ch- don't. But then I think Charles appears to be... He's not a tall guy, is he, Charles? So mm. let's say he weighs about 11 stone or something. I think he's wearing about another 15 stones worth of stuff. He's got this enormous ermine on and an enormous fucking great crown on his head. He must be exhausted under all that. <laughs> yeah, it, it does feel like I, I really wouldn't like to have to play dress up that much as, as a no. grown man. It would no. start to wind me up. But that's yeah. his job. <laughs> True. That's what he has to True. do. <laughs> yes, and, and also there's a little detail in the Telegraph which I did quite like, which was that there's obviously, as ever, anti-monarchy protesters outside, and he just waved at them. <laughs> That's actually really brilliant. Like, oh, you keep booing at me, I'll just keep waving. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Now, Paper Cuts is here, as it always is, for a brilliant headline. We love them funny, we love them punny, we like them short and sharp, we like them mad and declamatory, i.e. the male. We prefer them to rhyme or alliterate, and we do enjoy a pop song reference. What about today? Do we have any good ones? Jav, what do you have? You're looking slightly puzzled, Jav. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm basically trying to work out this survey that there is here in, in the sun. And as ever, the way they cover surveys just completely baffles me. So the, the first line of this story is, our sense of well-being is on the slide, but it's still better than during the pandemic. A survey says, which is just sort of... Obvious? Yeah. That, and so things are shit, but they're not as shit as when they were the worst in kind of most people's living memory, (laughs) to be honest. So this is a detailed emerge in the Office for National Statistics annual population survey of over 16s. The average life satisfaction in the year to this March was 7.45. I don't don't know what that's out of. It doesn't explain that to me. I'm assuming 10 and it's down from... Could be 100. It's also down from 7.54. So if I was going to be sort of really pernickety here I'd say that probably falls into a bit of margin of error territory that smaller <laughs> thing but uh, look I'm not going to tell going the, I'm not going to tell the sun how to do their job but I, I read these things and just think uh, how has no one read this anyway uh, the headline is still can't get no satisfaction oh, so a bit of a pop reference sad. there that was a steep hill to climb job uh, uh, well yeah, done really I, I feel tired <laughs> from, read, from read, attempting to read that okay page three uh, a bit more normal right on page three there is a story about saucy bake-off fans who have turned the set into a steamy haven for swingers. They boast about enjoying naughty but nice fun as they have sex next to the Channel 4 show's famous white temperature. So not in it, just next to it, just beside it. As if when it's are they doing this? During the show? Over them. Uh, there's a kinky website apparently where they can do this. I've, I'm sure there's, there's a lots kinky, of kinky websites. Is there yeah, a kinky no, website? It doesn't direct <laughs> you anywhere. Yeah. How exciting. I, I must go onto the internet at once. <laughs> 
but they've got they've got buns on show as the first bit which I quite nice. like yep, but then good. the the great British bonk off perfect that's what we need oh, it's <laughs> nice to see the word bonk back in isn't it always always papers, always isn't it okay Jason what do you have um, I'm going to warn you now that both these headlines are not very good. Um, so the first one is a, the Come first on one now. is about a story that I cannot get my head around. I don't understand it. Pictionary using artificial intelligence has been named one of this year's top twenty Christmas toys, and what it seems to be is that the 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 game, the tech, the AI has to guess what you've drawn. So it's oh, effectively doing is taking part as one of the members of the gang playing Pictionary. Yeah. Um, and the headline is. Bots the pick. That's good. What's wrong with that? It's not. It gets it all in? That I think that's... Well, yeah, OK, it does get it all in. Yes. The second good one, summary. though... Um, I, you've just got to enjoy this story. This is on page 21 of the Star. A giant statue of a naked man will be lit up. Despite fears, it will distract drivers. <laughs> The well-endowed 26-foot-high Yoxman has stood at Cockfield Hall in Oi. Yoxford, Suffolk, since 2021. Parish councillors had objecting to lighting a night with LED, saying it would be a potentially hazardous distraction to motorists on the nearby A12, but they changed their minds and said it would be all right. And the headline is, Statues Light, Not a Liberty. Very good. I quite like that. I might make a special trip. Now, it's time to take a look at the middle of the papers, the parts of the press that aren't devoted to war, football and an elderly man wearing a golden hat, but celebrate instead the joys of fashion, lifestyle, film stars and funny animals. In the immortal words of Rizzlekicks, let's skip to the good bits. In the Times Online, good old Simon Mills, the trooper, has been sent to interview Emma Sale, the impeccably connected 45-year-old lady boss of Killing Kittens, highly classy sex parties that are now so successful that the company holds events in the USA, Italy and Australia. It has its own app and turns over $1.5 a year. It's a success, everyone. Yeah. A business success. <laughs> what a terrible story to be sent to go cover as well, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure Simon hated, hated it. <laughs> do that. OK, so, um, Jason, do you think these parties sound fun? <sighs> <laughs> They're not for I'm, you, Jason. I'm 52. Um... So the, 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 I, what I like most about this piece, frankly, is that I think this should be given to media studies students to look at because it's so full of interesting little signifiers. Mm. Um, I know you want to hear about the sexy bit. So her company is called Killing Kittens, mm. which is weird. Um, but there's an explanation of why. Should I tell you why? Because it's from the phrase, every time someone masturbates, God kills a kitten. So it's about, to be honest, killing kittens is a euphemism where, for wanking. Is, is where that a well-known phrase? Where's that from? <laughs> this is not, it's not up there with... Listen, I just got the info, man. I read the piece. <laughs> An angel gets its wings, is it? It's not... <laughs> um, so they call, at these parties, they call the men toms and the women kittens, which is a bit strange because a tom is a male cat, but a kitten is a child cat. Yeah, a bit weird. A um, bit we'll, odd. We'll gloss over that. We'll gloss over that bit. Um, but, they're, but they're very educational. They have blowjob lessons shame and role play sessions um, pegging 101 with Lola Jean uh, described as sex educator mental health professional wrestler dom and world record holder for volume squirting <laughs> I can't yeah. believe it it's, it's quarter to four in the morning and we're reading this out <laughs> I mean, I just love that there is a world record holder for that, man. Again, that's one of the... How do you measure it? Uh, well, I mean, it's volume. 
That is, that is measurable. I wonder if this is on that kinky website we were all talking about. <laughs> I don't believe there are that many kinky websites in the so world. So it is very educational. I mean, there are, the parties do have kind of, you know, norm, normal, you know, not just volume squirting. They have like girl on girl, a bit of BDSM and voyeurism. But there is a bit where, where um, Simon writes, there will be oysters and jazz, which is just <laughs> like... This is part of the, so. This is part of the signifiers thing, right? There yeah, are so many so interesting funny. little middle class signifiers in here. Like she is described as a soccer mom. Mm. Is that a thing here? Um, and also, they uh, in the very first paragraph it says that she's from Staines upon Thames. <laughs> now, if you go to Staines and get off the train there, it says Staines on the <laughs> railway platform, right? But she's from Staines upon Thames. And also, the biggest point of it is that she went to school with Kate Middleton. That's the reason this is in the paper because they've got a photograph of her and Kate Middleton. This is probably, this is the best paragraph, though. Thanks to the British Business Bank's Future Fund, a government rescue scheme set up during the coronavirus pandemic to provide loans to independents, killing kittens shareholders now include the British taxpayer. (laughs) (laughs) So we've all got a stake in this um, volume squirting party business. During times of social distancing as well, (laughs) this doesn't seem like the sort of thing to fund, does it? There is an element, there's two things that I find quite interesting about this. So, when you you can go to the sex parties, obviously you pay money, but you can also pay for a kinky app. Who doesn't want a kinky app? And the woman who runs it says, why wouldn't you spend as much money working out what makes you tick sexually and what gives you pleasure? Because then you're going to be the best version of yourself for the rest of your life, right? And it's like yet more self-improvement. It's just constant. Women, improve yourselves. Improve your sex life. Find your, you know, find out what you tick sexually because you've got to be the best version of you. Mm. And then at the very end, because she's uh, like a middle class woman, she's also really big in the PTA. So she she occasionally talks to all the other parents about what she does for a living. And she took a group of parents to one of the sex parties. Quite nice. And then, of course, this includes dads. And and one dad got up really close to an energetic (laughs) couple and kind of observed them for a while. So dad came back to report and said, it was fun, but also I wanted to tap the young fella on the soldier and say, mate, you're doing it all wrong. Which is so middle-aged man. I just can't believe it. It's like just, he's doing DIY. Yeah, it's like the women have to learn and the men are just there to say, you're just doing it wrong. Also, just for a mo- just think about that for a moment. If you're doing it all wrong, yep. what are you doing? I'm David Baddiel. I'm a writer and a comedian and a Jew. I'm Saeed Avasi. I'm a businesswoman and a politician and a Muslim. Jews and Muslims always seem to be in the news or on the news. Lots of people talk about us and this is us talking about ourselves. The kind of things that people say don't touch, yeah. we are going to go there. I mean, I think Jews and Muslims are talking about these things, but I think they're not talking about them together because they're worried that if they do, sparks might fly. A Muslim and a Jew go there. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. It's time for one of our occasional fashion specials. <laughs> There's a lot in the papers today about what we should and shouldn't be wearing. In G2, editor of Vice, Zing Cheng, has written a piece about how socks can define you. Yeah, so this has got the headline, Think your choice of socks is just personal taste. Think again. Yes, think again. And, and it starts with some quite punchy sentences, which I quite like. It's like, open your sock drawer. Go on, take a look. 
<laughs> sort of really All instructional. Right. <laughs> I put the paper down. I'll come back and then read the rest of rest of this piece. But uh, basically, if you're if you then realise you have ankle socks, then there's bad news for you. You are an avocado eating, flat white sipping, no home owning millennial. This depends how old you are when you're reading this. Then, so if if, if you're younger than that, it's aging you up. But if you're a significantly older reader, then great, you've been aged down because yeah. you've got apparently they're they're trendy by that barometer. But so this would appear to me this whole piece is based around a TikTok video, which has been watched 1.7 million times, and it says this is exactly how you can tell the difference between a millennial and a Gen Z just by looking at their feet. And so apparently, if you are a millennial, you'll be wearing sort of trainer socks, ankle socks. But if you are Gen Z, you'll be wearing longer white tube socks. socks. But that's just fashion, isn't it? You like could, that's just like also, that's just what people are wearing. You could also look at their face and work out how old they are, <laughs> couldn't you? Now, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's quite weird that because obviously, you know, I, I hate to be radical, but if you look in my sock drawer, I've got ankle socks and tube socks, and I've got the pair that I've got on now, which are kind of like jazzy. Like, look, those are nice, aren't they? Well, yeah, how would you great. describe those? They're kind of wintry, jazzy socks. Yeah. yeah, this piece would suggest that you are only allowed to own one type of sock. Or one pair which of socks. Are, yeah, or one pair. <laughs> yeah, that's it. These pieces, I mean, I used to write these pieces because I used to work for The Face. So the way that you have to do them really is you have to be super specific. And I think that it's not quite specific enough. There's a little bit about other millennial signifiers, isn't there? Yeah, so a... Uh, uh, Previous inductees to the Hall of Fame for millennial tells are side partings, skinny jeans, a French tuck, and high-waisted trousers. Uh, people in their early 20s don't bloat, clearly, they say as Yeah, well. and so, also, yeah. you didn't know what a French tuck was, did I, you, Joe? I had no clue, although I, I'm now told that I did do a French tuck when I was at school, because <laughs> I wanted to sort of semi-untuck my shirt, but not get in trouble. So it was sort of how you could signal that, you you know, you weren't a total geek, your shirt was untucked, but you wouldn't get in trouble for it, so you just took the front in. Just took the front yeah. in, as Tan tells us to do on Queer Eye. Um, okay, in the Times, there's also more stuff about how to dress. Shall we have a look at that in the Times 2? It's the usual pieces about how to dress if you're a very nervous West London London woman. So once you've come back from your (laughs) sex parties where you've been diligently learning to improve and become the best person that you could be, um, this is how to wear your jeans in 2023 as opposed to like 2022. Well, um, how to wear your jeans, I'd say pull them up your legs and (laughs) fasten them at the waist. Just now, it's very, very hard. But apparently that's not 800 words. No. Um, Yes. I can can summarise it. So if you have a pair of skinny jeans that are a bit short, put them with bother boots, right? Right. If you have skinny jeans that are longer, you can wear knee boots over the top, which is very kind of early 2000s. Um, If you have straight jeans, make sure they're a little bit too big and are dragging on the floor. And if you have flares, which don't look like flares, those are boot cuts, you have to wear them with heels. There you go, ladies. It's all done. It's all done. Well, so that's... it's more how to wear your shoes then. Yeah, well, a little really. bit, yeah. 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 No yeah. mention of what the socks are doing underneath these uh, boots and biker things. Yeah, they've missed a trick, haven't they? Um, and if you turn the page, we've got yet more things that we should be wearing. It's so mad. This, this paper is so mad about fashion, I have to say. Yes, the floral dress, khaki, no for now, athleisure leggings, wag sunglasses, parkers with fur-trimmed hoods. When's, when was the last time you saw anyone wearing a parker with a fur-trimmed hood? That wasn't uh, Liam Gallagher. I think it was Liam Gallagher, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so ladies, don't wear a Liam Gallagher's coat this winter. Um, the statement blouse apparently is in. 
I mean, it's very odd because what it says is essentially what to keep or ditch this winter. And we've got like floral dresses, khaki, head to toe leopard print, all this kind of stuff. There's no mention of like boots and a coat. No. <laughs> Dig out no. your jumpers. <laughs> no, that's not that, that's not part of it. In fact, the only warm thing is the one they're saying, don't wear that. Yeah, exactly. Don't wear a coat. Just keep your floral dress on. Yeah, ladies, look pretty and stay freezing cold this winter. <laughs> Now, across the papers, I mean, I'm just going to do my sad voice now. We have the terribly upsetting story of how the family of Captain Tom Moore were yesterday ordered to tear down their commemorative £200,000 spar. <laughs> Perhaps we should have a minute's silence. <laughs> it's very sad. There's a good headline, though, isn't there? Yeah, in The Sun, they have the headline. So it says, family lose bid to keep spa and then rubble bath. Very Captain good. Tom's daughter told to tear down pool complex. Actually, away from the paper themselves, I saw there was a good tweet from the Metro yesterday, which I found really funny about this, where it said that Captain Tom's daughter, Hannah Ingram Moore, has been reduced to using public spas. After losing <laughs> a public... A, reduced public to spas. using public spas. It's I mean, a what terrible a, day. It's a terrible, Awful terrible news day. for her. I mean, she was... They did put in... When they, they, they were going to offer the you know local community use of this spa. So, I mean, it's a terribly sad opportunity missed. No, they missed. weren't. They were. They said it in court. <laughs> <laughs> they said it in court that maybe about four times a year people might have been able to go to the spa and just, like, put a finger in, you know what I mean? Mm, or do some volume squirting. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to bring that up again, but that's, that's, <laughs> now, that's now living rent-free in my fucking head, isn't it? <laughs> that's the only way you can oh. get a spa now. <laughs> <laughs> to join the kinky sex app and to get the volume squirter in. <laughs> and that's the end of today's Paper Cuts. Thanks to Jarv. Thank you, Miranda. Thanks to Jason. Thank you. And thanks to all you lovely members of our Paper Cuts Supporters Club, helping to keep us aloft for just £5 a month. If you fancy joining them on the exclusive moral high ground where it's always sunny, just follow the show notes to back.papercutshow.com to find out more. And our beloved supporters get a shout out on every show. So who do we have today? Hello and thank you from me to Gavin McLean. Hello and thank you. And uh, though I do feel like this might be a made up name that I'm being made to read out, Miss T Sexton. Hi, and you are fabulous. Chris Rooney, who is, fact fans, a former Fixer Headline winner. Way. I've been Miranda Sawyer, and you've been listening to Paper Cuts on a day when an unwanted fair prize goldfish, which was chucked into the sea, has washed up on a Welsh beach alive and still in its plastic bag. <laughs> when asked about its ordeal, it couldn't remember a thing. Way. See you tomorrow. <laughs> Paper Cuts is written and presented by Miranda Sawyer with Jason Hazley and Podmasters Managing Editor Jacob Jarvis. Audio production and music are from Simon Williams. The show is produced by Liam Tate with assistant production from me, Adam Wright. Designed by James Parrott and the socials are by Jess Harpin. The executive producer is Martin Boytosh and the group editor is Andrew Harrison. Paper Cuts is a Podmasters production. 